Success, is it really a secret? I don't think so. Join me as I interview guests from different cultures and backgrounds who have overcome incredible challenges to create the life they live today. Thousand likes, celebrity status, lots of money or big cars, these are things that come and go and do not define true success. So what is it? And most importantly, how do we create it? If you are a child, teen, or adult trying to understand how to achieve this word, then you are not alone and you won't want to miss a single episode of The Secret to Success Isn't So Secret. This is Christy Maggio, and the key is right here. It's not a great secret, so don't just listen. Learn and take action. Hi, everyone. Welcome to The Secret to Success isn't so secret podcast. This is Christy Maggio. And on today's episode, I would like to welcome McKenna Riley. McKenna is the daughter of Forbes Riley. She's only 18 years old. And yet she has been in her own business, creating her own businesses since the age of 12. Now, you may think that it's because her mom is Forbes Riley, and if you don't know who Forbes Riley is, then you're missing out. But Forbes Riley, if you remember back in the age of all of the infomercials in the 90s, she was considered the infomercial queen. If there was an infomercial, she was the one in it that was representing the products. So today, I want you to listen to this young 18-year-old girl who just graduated high school, but she is running the entire marketing and partnering with her mother to create something spectacular. When you hear her talk, you will understand that her intellect, her abilities, and her drive and passion for what she does is incredible. And for an 18-year-old girl, her focus is astounding. And this is what all of our youth has the potential of doing if they just have someone to support them and help them realize they have no limits. Now, there's a little bit of background noise in the recording of this episode because she was in an area where there were other people and she was unable to record and have a good Wi-Fi signal at the same time because she and her mom are currently working in Costa Rica. So enjoy the episode. And at the end, I am going to let you in on a couple of wonderful opportunities that you could have to actually work with Forbes Riley and her daughter, McKenna. So enjoy the episode. I want to welcome you, McKenna Riley, to the Secret to Success Isn't So Secret podcast. Um, thank you for being here today. How are you? Thank you for having me. I am fabulous. That's wonderful. You're in. You're on vacation at the moment, and no, I'm not on vacation. <laughs> I am a digital nomad, so I am actually true. in Costa Rica. I've been here for two months now, and I work every day. Um, I get to surf and I get to live an awesome life because I figured out how to work online. That is true. That is true. I, uh, I was in the Dominican Republic and, you know, I know what that's like. And so you're right. I, I should not have said, cause I know you work every single day that, that you're there. <laughs> tell for our audience, tell us how old you are. So my name is McKenna Riley. I'm an 18 year old entrepreneur. I run a business with my mom. We run an online training business where we teach other people how to pitch and communicate their ideas to make money online. 
Uh, my mother is Forbes Riley, and we grew this business together, and it has just been a wild ride of fun. I love what I do. I love my mom very much. I work to make all of her dreams come true. That's, that's what I'm doing right now is I work day and night to make her dreams come true. And my drive is that I love my family. I love what I do. I love what, what I do it gives me the option to do. I get to travel and I don't have a weight of a boss. Um, I always heard that when you have a job, you're building somebody else's dream. But when you work alone, you're building your dream. Um, and that just, that resonated with me a lot. And that's what I wanted to do. I never wanted to be in a job. I still, I will, my, one of my goals is to never have a job in life. Let's go back a little bit to, to not the very beginning, but let's say, you know, middle school, high school, what was school like for you? Um, what did you enjoy about it? What did you find was limiting about it? Um, school was interesting. I always did good in school. I always found school really easy because the system is, it's so easy to rig and just put it in your favor. Um, I don't, if you ask me like what I learned in school, I can't really tell you except for algebra is the only thing that actually relates to anything I do in life. Um, I think my favorite part of school was 150 because that's when school let out. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I, I didn't really enjoy school. I was very much so like, I'm here because you're telling me I have to be here. But like when we were in computer class, I used to take this uh, word, like I got certified in word and all those. And I used to work during class. Like anytime I had a computer in front of me, like we we're supposed to be doing like school problems, like Khan Academy or something, I would be working or like in switch between screens just because I didn't find a need for it. It wasn't things that were relating to what I'm doing. And I understand the argument of like, you need to go to school. It keeps your thoughts moving. That whole Alzheimer things that people always talk about, like principals always try to say is the reason why. But um, it wasn't, it's, I think they could do a lot better. I definitely think they could do a lot better. Like I would have loved to learn how to do my taxes in school. Mm -hmm. or how to run QuickBooks or literally anything that actually relates to life. And the funny thing is, is I did take a class about um, like life financials, like how to prepare for life. And we were making like job resumes. And I told the teacher and I was like, I, I'm not doing this. And they're like, why? Because I'm, like, I'm never going to have a job. And he goes, oh, well, you can't do that. You can't live off your parents. I'm like, that's not what I'm talking about. And so it was an interesting battle I always had with teachers going, uh, kind of questioning why I had to do certain things. But at the same time, I am grateful for it because like, I'm glad I know about gravity and science and like I can have an intellectual conversation with somebody to a limit. Um, but I definitely think they left out a lot of subjects that I needed to learn. Absolutely. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't agree with you more because, you know, like you said, there are a lot of, you know, there are a lot of benefits, like some things that you just wouldn't necessarily come across had you not been taught them. But again, like you said, the interesting thing that you said that really resonated with me is like, you would con continue questioning why. And when you ask why a lot of times, and, and I'm a teacher, so I could say it a lot of times teachers, you know, and I hear that is just, well, because this is what you have to do. Well, yeah, it's a curriculum. And I was like, right. why is, who made this curriculum? Exactly. And, <laughs> yeah. and so if you think about it, even as an adult, like if you want me to buy into doing something, 
you got to give me a little bit more than that. And imagine with a young person, you definitely have to give them a reason as to, you know, why is this important to me? Right. So, um, so yeah, so I guess, uh, you know, that financial literacy, I think that's the big one. I think every young person I talk to, they say, I wish I learned financial literacy. I wish I learned about credit cards. I wish I learned, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, you could go down the line of things. Like I would love to learn about real estate and how I could have done a mortgage. Like I had to learn all that stuff the hard way. Um, I've attempted to buy properties and done things wrong because no one ever taught me and they're not things that you can easily find or read about. They're things that somebody else has to teach you because even if you're looking, you don't know what you don't know. Right. And that's what I've come across a lot is like, I didn't even know that was a thing I needed to know. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's the biggest battle for a lot of us, like a lot of teenagers coming into the world today because we see that these things are a thing. We see that we do have to pay credit cards and we do have to do a mortgage if we want to buy a piece of property. But we don't, we don't even know where to get started. How, how am I supposed to know? I'm supposed to go to a bank. I'm supposed to get a banker, create a relationship, get a credit card. So I see how much money I have. Can I take a loan? How much money can I loan? Oh, but there's rules. If I'm a first time house buyer, I get $12,000 off my tax. Like all these things. Like, how am I supposed to know that unless somebody tells me and you can't get those people to tell you unless you pay them money that if you're a kid, you don't have to pay them money. So now you're wasting time and you're like 30 and finally learn these things because you had to fail at them mm-hmm. it's like the most bizarre thing I hear you I hear you. I mean I'm 43 and I'm just realizing all of this now so can you imagine I mean you're you're one of the lucky ones and you're getting it on the front end of the, of the spectrum so I'm my, my mission is to save uh, yeah. other other young people from from what it is that you know passing all those years and looking back and saying why didn't anybody tell me this before right <laughs> yeah I mean for sure I definitely am lucky I have like a family of serial entrepreneurs my uncle is a tax man so I've learned all of the I mean there's so many tax secrets that way you can labor your between a w9 and a w11 or w2 depending on what you do how you want to get paid depending on politically what's happening in the world that Trump actually made it better to be a W-9 consultant instead of a W-2. But you don't know that, that you pay less in taxes. And so it's actually smarter to do that, even though you get told, oh, well, we take the taxes out, yada, they make all these excuses. It's actually better to be a consultant. And so unless you've got somebody actively in the news, looking at what's happening in the world, seeing the percentages, like a lot of people don't even know what percentage of their paycheck is being taken out for social security? Like, do you know how much money you pay in taxes? Did you know if you did it this way, you wouldn't pay as much in taxes? Mm -hmm. And so that was a huge thing for me as a business owner. When I really started to make a lot of money, you make, you make $10,000 and then you realize $40,000 off the top goes to the government. And that's like rounding it out. But you're like, wait, what? So now you're at 60,000 and then you have all the costs of what you did to make that money. So maybe say it's another 5,000. So now you're at 55,000 and you're like, half of my money's gone. What, what just happened? And now you've got living expenses. And if you own property, you have property tax. And I mean, the list goes on at the end of the day, you're left with like $40,000 from the $10,000 you just made. And you're like, what just happened? So you've got to learn these things because if not, you're going to realize this over and over again, that 
people are just constantly out for your money and how can you protect yourself in a way that you don't want to screw over the government because the IRS is the only thing in our government that can literally come and take the clothes off of your back. Um, but you definitely don't want to be foolish about it. So just, I would have loved to take a tax class. I like even how to file your taxes. And it's bizarre to me. The IRS knows how much you owe, but won't tell you how much you owe. You have to figure it out. And then if you get the number wrong, they come after you and you're like, this makes no sense. You know how much money I owe you. Can't you just, let's just talk about this. And it's like, I don't know. The systems that are in place these days make no sense to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, the systems are put in place for those that know how to play them, right? Yes. And very much so. And so there's a that, lot of gray area. Yeah, exactly. That's where, that's why you're like, how is it possible that, you know, big companies don't pay any taxes? Like where's, where's that loophole? Like, where can I find the loophole? You know? Exactly. <laughs> and the loopholes are sitting right in front of our face. And there's things like, like you have to spend money to not really pay your it to pay fully in taxes, like all these loops around it. Like if you buy a, a car that's over 6,000 pounds, you can write the entire car off your taxes. Most people don't know that. if you make $45,000 and you buy a 6,000 pound car, that's $45,000. You don't have to pay taxes on it because you can write it all out. You deduct it out. And so loopholes like that, you can't know those things unless you're talking to somebody who has experience in it, who's done it. And so that's one way that people like me or like wealthy people are getting stimulus checks because they understand how to file their taxes properly. And it's, it's yeah. a bizarre system. I know. I know. Like I was, uh, was, I was on a call the other day and it was a very wealthy, wealthy man. And he's like, I, I, I got my stimulus check. And I'm like, how would you get a stimulus check? Like you're a millionaire. Like, well, that's the other thing. A lot of people went after our, and nothing political, but they went after Biden because they wanted to do, he wants to tax anything over $400,000. He wants to tax 60% on. And people were like, it's going to destroy small business owners. And it's not because any small business owner reporting more than $400,000 in taxes is not doing their taxes properly because that's obscene. Most business owners report less than $100,000, less than $76,000 is which why they qualify for the stimulus check, which mm -hmm. pretty much all small business owners across the board do. So to say, like, if you have to understand those things, that 400,000 cap with the 60% on top of it, that's for people who are making, who are employed, who are making $1.2 million a year, who are getting it as a W-2. And people are like, how are you making all this money and not being taxed more than the average person? So mm -hmm. to understand those things, like the only way I learned that is because I've got a father who is my accountant, who's kind of my bookkeeper accountant. I have an accountant who I talk to regularly. I have a tax man, but those cost me a fortune every month, but I run a business so I can afford to pay them. But I wouldn't know that if I didn't do that. And so to learn those things, like when I said the 6,000 pound car, your eyes kind of open. You're like, wow, like there's tons of loopholes like that, that you won't know about unless you sit down and read the tax code, which is it's buried in there. Like you really have to go through it or, you know, somebody, or if you put together a school for it, we can go to school and actually learn how to do it. Has, have you actually, have you, how, how big is, how long is the tax code? I mean, it's gotta be quite a. a oh, it's, book. I mean, it's, it goes down. It's a whole thing. Um, if I were you, I wouldn't actually look up to like, go read it. You can just look up like gray areas in the tax code. How, uh, how to, if I made X amount of money this year, 
uh, what are my taxes? What can I do to lower them? If anybody quotes me goes, well, that's not hundred percent, right? Like I'm not a tax person. I just, I'm kind of reiterating what I've learned, what I've had, to, I've been filing taxes for three years now. And I mean, it's just, it's so bizarre. Well, and God bless you. I mean, let's think about it. You're 18 years old and, and you know more than most adults on taxes. Definitely know more than I do. That's, yeah. what, I mean, that's, it's incredible. I mean, you're, that's very impressive. When COVID hit, like, you, did you just graduate? You just graduated high school, right? <laughs> I just graduated uh, like two weeks or three weeks ago. Wow. So now here you are, you're balancing, like you're doing all of this stuff with your mom in marketing and creating these classes and everything, which is amazing. Yet at the same time, you're like studying and trying to finish high school um, to get through, to graduate and, and have it be done with. Like, how did you find that tedious to have to be doing that, the high school work when you were like on an, on a different level? than most of your so, classmates? I've been doing this since I was 12. I actually got wow. into the business since I was born. I've always been behind the screen watching my mom. Um, I started when I was 10, I started coding. And I was like, I'm gonna be a coder. I'm gonna do all these things. And I went down a really bad path with it. Um, that was just like, not okay. For, it was I was okay at the time because people didn't understand the internet. But like, if I was doing what I was now it, I, it was a whole different story um, but my mom was like you can't be doing those things you need to move into you should try this marketing thing so I tried it I went to conventions and I was like this is awesome and so at 12 drop that's when drop shipping came around like I learned about Alibaba and AliExpress before anybody knew what it was like I remember getting a piece of paper with it like these are drop shipping companies and I was like this is gold this is gold right here and like Shopify, that's when Shopify really came out and nobody was drop shipping. And so I started a drop shipping business and I drop shipped photo lenses uh, directly from China. People would buy it and I would ship it from China to them. And the cool part is everything was automated. I just had to run traffic to it. And I made $10,000 in a month. That was like my first business. I was like, oh my God, this is awesome. Um, it was awesome until the fact of, um, like, I didn't realize at 12 years old that you need customer support. People are going to do returns. You've got to average like 5 to 10 to 15% of whatever you're selling is going to be returns. Um, and you, people want to come back and buy. It was like all this stuff. And I was like, this is too much. I quit. And so I just <laughs> shut the whole thing down and I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Um, and then I kind of held off for a little bit. And then I started doing, remember the woman's march in washington it was yeah. really big at the time i sold those uh, the pink pussy caps you know like the the pink ones and they got the the shirts that say like woman's power and all this stuff and it went crazy on it was the easiest marketing because i literally just put in woman march people attending and it sold great and it was all drop shipping as well because you can drop ship shirts and hats and all that stuff um, which was better because when I was doing the, the photo lenses, the wait time was too long. It would take like a month to get from China to the States. And the cool part about doing merch is that it's printed in the States and there's like Printful and T-Launch and all these companies that will do it for you. Uh -huh. um, and so they just ship directly. Um, so I did drop shipping for a while and then I just was so over it because there's too much customer support involved, too many returns. Um, and I don't, I personally don't like things that have to do with physical inventory, because if you can remove that aspect from a business, your profit margins, one, shoot up and your headaches go way down dealing with like, in, cause you've got to do warehouses and whatnot. And 
manufacturing and making sure things are shipping out on time. Um, but then I moved into affiliate marketing right as the boom was about to start for that. And I was killing it. I was doing, I was on those monthly subscriptions. I was selling them for 97 and 197. I would get $40 a month or 120 a month. And I had like 50 people in there and I was just ranking in this cash and I was really happy. And then I kind of stopped again because I would get bored. Uh-huh. I was doing these things and I, cause I didn't really, I was a kid, so I didn't really need the money. Right. It was just fun to watch the number go up. And then I'd be like, cool. And I just go back to like living my life, doing school and whatnot. Um, and I mean, I have so many business ventures I can talk about. I've done Amazon and eBay and books and I've, I've gone through pretty much all of them for like a month or two. I would do it. I just really focused and nailed in on it. I'd always make money. My biggest like like chief to success is that I've never had to put any of my own money into a business. Like I've always figured out how to do like a pre-sale or something to position myself where the business completely funds itself. And so anything made, it's like, I didn't have to invest in it. And that was really like, when I do like, when I did Shopify and all those things, like I, they, they offer like two weeks at that time, they actually offered a month trial. And so I would get the store up and running. And within a month, I would have it ready and making sales before I had to make my first payment on the software or whatever it might be. Like that was my MO. I was always looking for softwares like that. Then COVID came around and I stopped for my junior year of high school. I completely stopped doing online. I, I, I still did marketing. Like I, people paid me. I did, I had a funnel business for a while shop. Like I would build things for people because it was, it's very quick, easy money for kids starting out. A really easy thing is to build online platforms for people because um, the, just the older generation doesn't really get it. And right. it's super easy. It's all, it's all drag and drop. And so, I mean, you could like for funnels, I was making anywhere from 2,500 to $5,000 a funnel. And I would knock out like three or four of them a month. And um, it's just about traffic at that point, but I did get lucky. I did have a good traffic source, Um, but then COVID hit and I wasn't doing anything my junior year. And I was like, mom, let's start, uh, let's do something. Like, I would love to help you out with something. Cause I didn't really help her out because she was always all over the place and it made me nuts. And I was like, I just want to have fun online. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would come downstairs and I talk and I remember I watched this interview with Warren Buffett and Bill Gates. It was in two separate rooms and they were both asked the same questions. And when asked, what's the key to your success? They both like without dropping a dime, they both said focus like that focus. And I was like, that's the key. Like I heard that and that resonated with me so hard. I was like, that is exactly what I need to do. I need to focus. And so I, I looked at Forbes who was, had a million projects open, like every entrepreneur does. And I looked around, I was like, tell me when you want to focus. Like I'll do one thing with you and I will make it explode. I promise you, I will make it explode if you pick one thing. And she, every day I'd come down all these things. And then one day I remember coming down because I asked her every morning, what are you doing? And I asked her, what are you doing? And she goes, I'm doing nothing. I have nothing to do. And I was like, really? Great. We're starting a business. And so we started a pitch business and it's been, it's history from there. It has been the most incredible experience ever uh, building this company with her. And it's just shot to the moon because one thing I learned about being a business owner is it, you actually don't need to know how to do business. You need to know how to do marketing and then the business will come afterwards. Because as long as you can drive traffic and you understand how to make sales, you can learn the business part after. But if you're not making money in your business, your business is a hobby. And so that's what Forbes had a really unique talent. I was a marketer and together we were able to build this business. And from the last year, 
I really, I began understanding how to do business like an actual business person. Like I have a COO now. I have five employees, a couple contractors. And I think that's the other part which allowed me to do my senior year is I have a large team. Like we build together. I know I built in our first month um, in our first day, when our first webinar we launched, we had $25,000. We sold 100% of the room into our training. And I built 12 trainings in one month. And we had our first six-figure month. Our first month in business, six figures. And that is what I've always been so proud of, is we invested no money into that business. We grew it from exactly where it was. From idea, we had nothing built. And we sold, we sold things before we had it built. And that's the hardest part for entrepreneurs is you just got to get started. You just have to do it. And that's what we've always done. I sell trainings all the time that I think of on the spot. And then I just go build it later. And I, I made the sale. That's you've got find what people want and sell it to them and then build it and put it together for them. That's the whole concept of pre-selling. Mm-hmm. But um, that's how we built this entire business. And so the first two months of it, the first month I built 12 trainings, I was working 18 hour days and it's, trust me, this is not easy. Like, I'm not like, right, Oh, I right. just kind of put together some funnels. Absolutely. Like, this is a, a lot of work, a lot of sacrifice. Yeah. Like I have over 50 funnels. I have over 300 email automations. Um, I dropped my entire social life. Uh, I have a couple friends who understand that I only communicate, like I only go out on Friday nights and sometimes Saturdays and that's it. Every other day of the week, I work and work and work because I have a goal. And I've listened to what Dwayne The Rock Johnson, I heard him say this one time, um, the the decisions you made five years ago are the reason you are where you are today. Mm -hmm. And I remember hearing that I was like, okay. And so I know in five years, I want to be financially free and I want to travel the world. I want to give back. And I don't want to, my biggest thing is I don't want to have the burden of money sitting behind me at all. I want to eliminate that from my life as quickly as possible. And so that's why I work so hard. That's why I have, I have six friends, right? I have six really close friends who understand when I say I'm working, I can't hang out. They understand. I lost a lot of friends though, because they didn't understand that. They didn't understand why I couldn't hang out every day. Why after work, I didn't go out because my workday didn't end at five, my 5 PM, my workday ended at 6 AM because I have employees in the Philippines. So I would start my day at 10 and go all night, all through the night because I was, I've been building a company. Right. And so it's a hard concept for people to understand. But once you do, I mean, I'm in Costa Rica right now. I graduated high school in Costa Rica. Right. Um, and it's, it's amazing. So you've got to choose your battles. And I definitely think that this one for me is I chose right. Absolutely. I mean, you are so impressive. You're just absolutely incredible. And thinking about that, you know, a lot of times, you know, be, young people say, well, you know, you're only 18 once or you're only 20 once or whatever it might be. And it's like, yeah, that that is true. However, um, that doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, you don't have fun. Like you're doing something that you love to do. So it's not like you're working a job that you don't like. And so you're foregoing enjoyment or whatever it is. Well, I mean, I did it. Like I took one year, I took my junior year of high school and I went crazy. I did the teenage experience. I, all the things I wasn't supposed to do, I did. And really quickly I went, I don't want to do this. I don't want my life to look like this. I'm looking at my friends who have graduated. I'm looking at the people I'm hanging out with. And I was like, I don't want this. I don't want this for my future. And I guess at 18, you're supposed to drink and do all these weird things and go to clubs and 
whatever, live your life and go dangerously and adrenaline, whatever. And I was like, that, so what, in like four years, I'm going to have to start a job and start my life at 21 when I want to spend my twenties having fun, because I think you have more fun in your twenties than you do at 18. Right. But I mean, that excuse is just so like, whenever anybody says that to me, I'm like, you don't understand life. Mm -hmm. Like it's, that's not the point to, to hold on to this age thing. Right. Yeah. Right. Because I mean, really you can have fun at any age. Right. Mm -hmm. And so you can, what you're doing. And, and I think the message really that you're sending is that, you know, nobody gets to a level of success that they get to because it's just instantly given to them. I mean, here you are telling, telling everyone that, you know, you were 12 when you started. And you, I know it's so hard to believe, but it right, is true. But, but then you dabbled in this and you got interested, but then you stopped and then you dabbled in something else. And, and then, but all along learning along the way, then you realized what you really love, like you got in the coding and then you're like, eh, maybe that good for me. And then you did marketing and you're like, ah, you know, it's like the, the heavens open for you. And really and truly you took that and you ran with it. And most pe- most young people would be like, okay, yeah, but I don't really need to, to do that or get into it right now. I could do it later on or yada, yada, yada. And, and the thing is this, is that your message and what you're saying is so important because success, what people are see on the internet, what people see on TV, that didn't just boom, pop up out of the sky right? It, yeah. That is hours and hours of work, sacrifice, doing things. And it might not even be sacrifice, but I'm sure you had to forego some things in order to, to have another, you know, to do what you're doing. But at the same time, it's what you love, what you're passionate about doing what, and helping other people at the same time you know? And yeah, I mean, I've been doing this for five, uh, six years now. And so I think a lot of people miss that is that, oh my God, at 18, you've done, you're doing all this. You, you've got this company, like our company is about to hit seven figures and it's amazing. And I, I just, I have two other companies. I had a software company for a while, but I've been doing this for six years. And so I've been learning for those six years. I didn't just wake up one day and was like, let me start a business. I'm going to do this and Mm -hmm. just get going. And so I definitely think my timeline is really cool. But there again, if you want to spend eight, at 18, if you want to just go have fun, there's no reason you can't start at 22. But you've got to realize that if you start at 22, it's not really going to get started and kick off for you till you're like 25 because mm-hmm. you've got to learn. And that's, I think, a huge part that people miss in this business is that the marketing business is always changing. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I don't want to be a marketer. Well. I don't necessarily love being a marketer. I I enjoy it. But what I love is the idea of being financially free, of being a digital nomad, knowing that what I'm doing online is helping people and is actually changing lives. Like I have have hundreds of testimonials saying that what we do changed everything for them. That's a combination of my mom and me working together to do that. And by far out of all the money in the world I can make, knowing that people's lives are changing because they're going through breakthrough or they've gone through our pitch secrets masterclass or media mastery and they now understand how to communicate their message and our students are getting tv shows they're making money online through make money with forbes 
I mean, that is, that's the most insane thing ever to me that what we're doing is actually changing lives. Mm -hmm. And so if you, you can focus on the part of the actual, like what I do is marketing, which is fine. You don't have to like marketing, but if you like those other things of being financially free of being able to travel to do that, to make this, it's a sacrifice because what you'll realize in marketing is marketing is all about psychology. It's actually quite fascinating if you get into it and you understand. And I think the other coolest part is if you really understand how to do, how to do marketing, it's hard to get into it. You, you'll fail. You have to fail in marketing to learn. Otherwise you can't just expect to succeed because I mean, I've lost so much money to Instagram and Facebook and things like that. Um, and a lost is relative. I learned from those because I learned the audience I was looking for. I learned that the pixel I was using is not correct, that I needed to direct it to this site, that this header would have done better than this header. But watching those numbers go up and watching your bank account slowly grow, then take a dip, then grow. I mean, that whole thing is kind of exciting. So if you've got that mentality of, I want this in life, what do you need to achieve that? Marketing could be one of those things. So it's a, it's a semi-sacrifice, but right. you can also enjoy what you're doing while you're doing it you can find enjoyment out of it mm -hmm. wow so tell everybody about what the next project that you're working on right i'm sure you're working on lots of projects the one that yeah. we're talking about is um gsd oh yes oh that's so exciting yes and so it stands for get done and so tell us about that yeah i'm excited because i'm enrolled Oh, awesome. So a GSD is my expertise. And so what it is, is a lot of entrepreneurs have all these amazing ideas and they have tons of projects open. And so my dear mother, Forbes Riley, has a little thing called ADHD. And I don't <laughs> like to categorize people with mental illnesses and anything like that. But a lot of entrepreneurs have that little thing where they're very hyperactive and they, they, they're butterfly chasers. They're like, oh my God, this is amazing. This is amazing. They're going after all these things. They've got all these projects open and I'm, all of their ideas are great. And so my thing was, you've got all these amazing ideas. You have all these projects open, but how many projects are you actually finishing? And the finishing rate was like zero. They're not getting anything done. Forbes wasn't getting anything done. It's why her business wasn't growing is because she wasn't finishing things. She was getting halfway and then she would stop. And so when we actually started finishing, like I was able to build 12 trainings in one month from start to finish of each training to finish them because I had a project management system, which is really what I'm teaching about is that a lot of entrepreneurs have, they write on paper. Paper will be the death of you. It really is. And so when you, there's like little things in business that no, nobody talks about, like project management systems, how to actually employ people, how to have people work on projects that you've started, how to communicate with them. And it's things that you have to learn by being in business. They say, like when you go to college for business, you don't actually learn business. You, they tell you to learn how to be in business. You have to be in business. And so that to me is like, that sucks because people who don't have businesses to intern in are stuck. So mm -hmm. GSD, what I found is in order to make money online, you need content. Entrepreneurs are content creators. And so from idea to completion, how fast and systematized can we make it? Because Forbes pops off ideas all the time. She'll be in a training. We just launched a new training two days ago that has already grossed $5,000. And she thought of it two days ago. Like she actually had the idea two days ago and now it's already sold because we've got this system. 
And what it is, is when you have an idea, how fast from idea to completion to revenue can we make it? Because that is how you're in business. That's how we stay in business as entrepreneurs, we're content creators. So I saw this and was like, okay, Forbes has a million. She's always shooting ideas at me. And I was shooting them down. I was going, no, I can't work on that. I have other work to do. What I was realizing is I was leaving money on the table because they're great ideas. Uh, they could help people. And I just couldn't act on it because, oh, it was so much work. It's not a lot of work, actually, if you put it into the system. So what GSD is, is I did this system with Forbes. We launched two trainings in two days, two days to build them. She had the idea on the first day. We built the outline. We did the videos. I gave it to my team. My team went off and built the funnels, the emails, all the marketing for it. And then on the third day, we launched it and sold it and did over $50,000 in revenue. Three wow. days from idea to completion to revenue. Wow. That is unheard of. And so if you were able to want to make a course and you could get it done in a week, and three days is because I've got three people working right. on it and I don't sleep for 72 hours. I'm up, I'm working. And I've created a system where in my company, you work for 12 hours, you pass it off and somebody works the other 12 hours. So there's always work being done. Wow. And that was really important to me because time is the only thing we have. And I'm crazy about time, right? When you say you're going to get something done, how fast can we do it? And that's what allowed us to grow is because we do things exponentially faster than other people. So I built this system for our company and I'm watching other entrepreneurs having great ideas and not getting it done. And every other month having a new idea. And I was like, come on guys, you had this idea. You didn't finish it. Why didn't you finish it? And so I was like, all right, I'm done. I'm going to show you guys what I do. It's a combination of Google drive uh, for a project management system and the actual system of, okay, you have an idea. We outline it, we go through it. So June 17th, we are launching our first GSD and it's get done. And I'm going to show you guys exactly from A to Z in three weeks, our first project's going to be an ebook. And you are going to, in four weeks, you're going to have a complete ebook with less than 30 minutes a day of work. And the next thing we're going to do is we're going to build a video course. And I, it's like six months of live trainings because I'm going to make it an online course. Eventually you guys are getting in while it's still live. You can ask questions. Um, but it's, that's what I'm going to show you exactly how to get projects done. Because imagine every time you had an idea, imagine in three days, if it was up running live, it had a sales page, it had emails, it had a marketing campaign behind it. Do you think your business would be doing a lot better? Yes. <laughs> yeah. And so, and then the other part of that is there's a whole thing about solopreneurs, how we have to do things by ourselves. And I'm like, no, we do not have to. We need to learn how to farm out to other people. I actually don't build or do any marketing in my own business anymore. I have other people who do that. And all I do now is manage people. That's what my job turned into. I'm considered a CEO. Mm -hmm. um, and I actually now just hired somebody who now manages those people. And I just talk to that one person because that's how you build a company. You need people to be building things for you right. because things should be working while you're sleeping. And so it's not only how to do that all, but when you have an idea, how do you communicate it to the person building it so they build what you want? Have you ever hired somebody and they didn't do what you wanted them to do? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's probably because your directions weren't clear. And that's what I learned. I've hired, I've fired and hired so many people now. And what I learned is that it's not their fault. It's my fault. My directions weren't exactly what I wanted. And so I'm going to show you in the, this training how to exactly be so specific that there is no way they could do it wrong. And if they are doing it wrong, you just need to look for somebody who's a little more intelligent because right. we make SOPs and we do things 
so that it's, I want brainless work. And that's what you work towards until somebody has been working with you for a year and understands like you say something and they know exactly what to do. Right. But that is GSD. It's about how to get things done within your business. It's the little things that nobody talks about of how to actually create and get things done and have a brand online to, if someone goes, Hey, uh, maybe you want, you have a, uh, you're a really good decorator and people always ask you about your decorating skills. You could say, Hey, go to decoratewithmckenna.com and you've got a course built for $47. That's not a lot of money, but if you sold a hundred of them a month, it's a nice little side hustle, but you'd have to get the whole build out and sales funnel done for it. So that's what GSD is. It's going to be, it's going to be so awesome. Wow. That's so exciting. Now I'm even more excited about it. Like I knew awesome. it's going to be fantastic because what you guys do is fantastic, but I think that's going to be even, even more incredible. So um, I'm excited. I'm really happy to have had this opportunity to speak to you today. Um, I think that you are absolutely amazing and you are 100% an incredible role model for young, uh, younger people, the younger generation to show that it doesn't matter how old you are. Doesn't matter what it is that you want to do. There's no limits unless you put the limits on yourself. And I think you are a huge testimony to that for sure. For sure. I, I'm actually currently writing a book, hopefully it'll be released at the end of this year called Every Company Needs a Kid because ageism is a horrible factor that will crush business owners because kids are geniuses. When I was eight, I saved my mom $48,000 in her business because I was a kid who didn't have limitations, who thought I could be an astronaut, who didn't have this box around me that, oh, that costs money, so we can't do that. We don't have capital to do that. A kid's like, Let's build a castle and just run our whole business out of it. Oh, well, okay. Like all you have all these limitations as an adult. It's like, right when I said that, I was like, nope, that's not possible because X, Y, and Z, like kids don't have that. And so I actually talked to like young kids about my business going, what do you think? And they have no idea what I'm talking about, but the ideas and things that come out of them are just, and they're actually very helpful if you mm -hmm. look at it the right way. So I'm glad that I can be an inspiration to kids. I really want to show people that it is possible that you can use me as fuel of going, okay, as inspiration of 18, she was able to do it. If you're 60 or in your forties and you're like, how is an 18 year old? You use me as fuel as, well, if she can do it, I should be able to do it. I'm happy to be that revenge cage for you if it gets you to success. Cause that's what we're all striving for. And that's what me and Forbes are all about. I, a lot of entrepreneurs just want the, your, uh, the trainers online. They're like, give me your money and don't deliver. We are so, I'm so happy to say that every time we finish a training, you actually walk away with stuff. You walk away knowing more, you've learned more and it's amazing. And so if I get to watch one, another person hit their goal, their monthly goal, I've been watching people actually make money who came to us going, I don't have money. I'm going to get kicked out of my house in three months to now going, oh my God, I'm making five, $10,000 a month. This is amazing. And so I'm just so excited to be able to do that for people. And I would love to show younger people how to do it because you can do it for your parents. You could just learn about it because when we're younger, we absorb information so much better. And so if you can get in faster, start reading, find a mentor, it's the sky's the limit for sure. Absolutely. Wow. Listening to that interview is just incredible. She was teaching me things that I didn't know. I hope parents, teens, people out there who know of young people who are lost or don't believe they can succeed. This is a young girl who started at 12. She did this all on her own from her 
interests, her desires, her passions. And now she is 18 and already living an incredible life, well beyond what most people dream about. So stop dreaming and start taking action in your life. Now, I want to tell you about getting and being able to work with Forbes Riley and her daughter McKenna in the program she was just talking about. So in the summary of this episode, you can go in and you can click on the link for the Pitch Secrets Masterclass. That's one of the links. And you get to spend two hours on a Sunday evening learning directly from Forbes Riley. If you are lost, if you are looking for a change in your life, if you don't know what you want, she will help. I originally discovered her when I was in a different seminar that I was working on and she came on as a speaker. And so I said, well, let me give her a whirl. It's only $19 and it was the best $19 I've ever spent. My issue was that I couldn't get what was in my head out of my mouth, which might seem weird to you guys because I interview people and I have my own podcast. Um, However, when it comes to talking about myself, I automatically come to a big block in my head. And so she helped me change that. So I highly recommend you take those two hours to see who she is, what she does, and her energy is truly electrifying. There's also a link below where you can apply to be on her radio show as well, which if you're looking for that credibility, if you're looking for the connection to say that you are on a certain platform, this will be a great opportunity as well. A lot of times you will hear your network is your net worth, meaning the people that you surround yourself with, the people that you know and that would attest for you ultimately is just as valuable as the money in your pocket. So think about that. Take advantage of these two incredible opportunities, a live two-hour session with Forbes. It's not a webinar. She's actually there live in person and you can actually speak and talk to her and get help in whatever it is that you are struggling with at this moment. Or if you're looking for that next step up for your business or get your name out to the world, whatever it is that you're working on, take advantage of being on her radio show. She has 2 million listeners and you can have that opportunity. So click on one of those links below, depending on where you are in life at this moment. And this is Christy Maggio. You are listening to the Secret to Success Isn't So Secret podcast. Until next time, if you believe, you will achieve.